Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is what I know. That you've come to the right place at the right time for the right purpose. Where is that girl, young girl that sang? Is she gone? Come here, come here, come here. You're going to preach this morning. That's why I have to keep the microphone ready. Oh, my word. Makes me think of my daughter. Oh, and she's away, and she's here, and how was that? There was a, there was a moment as she was singing, I, I just, I could hear, I could hear the father's voice to say, look at my child, look what she is doing, <laughs> but look what she's going to do. And uh, I, I went to Dale without Louise knowing. And uh, I said, Dale, let's go to the Ukraine. And uh, <clears throat> he opened his big mouth and told Louise, and Louise shut the plane down. So, uh, my friend, come here, please. Uh, and Dale as well, come here. So, um, when there's a missionary in the house, I just go, traveling missionary. And uh, some signs and wonders, uh, Louise, this is a sign that we're supposed to... Okay, sorry, let me just... Gary is not here. So, so... No, 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 you, you, you said you won't make comments while I'm preaching. So, so... If, Dale, if, if we don't go there, they'll come here. Rich, where is that Sir Rich? So, name? Uh, Oved. Oved. And yes. meaning of the name, it's a Hebrew name. Meaning? Um, servant, worshiper, worker, uh, several things. <laughs> From the yeah. Ukraine and all around the world. <laughs> sit down. Okay. Just sit down. What's happening in the house? <laughs> All right. So um, I just thought if you, if you receive 10 million, if you receive 10 million, okay, I don't think it's that difficult to tie the million. If you receive 10 million, then you tie 1 million. Amen. Uh, Paul, they're not listening. So, it's not that difficult to tithe a million. All right, okay. So, who is battling to believe? So, do you think that you could receive 10 million? Okay, one person. So, you see, when, you, <laughs> when your hand is up, there's something prompting. Okay, if your hand is up, something is happening, all right? Holy Spirit, help them to believe. Help them, help them to believe. I was, I was, I was with the mission. We traveled for about 15 hours, and we landed up uh, staying over and praying for the souls to be one in Mozambique. And after five hours of prayer, this is what the Holy Spirit, 
This is what the Holy Spirit said, is that um, what we felt came out of that prayer time, help, help us to believe. Because it was very overwhelming to drive 15 hours through Mozambique and think we're making zero impact. But the Holy Spirit is, it says, help me to believe. Help my unbelief. Only thing standing between you and 10 million is belief. That's my tithe and offering, Sir Rich. I'm talking about, just, we just threw that in there. By the way, the sound, JP, what happened to the sound? Because something good is happening. I don't know what you did. There was, there was a speaker here, but now it's up there. And I just think, just give JP a hand clap for whatever he is doing. <laughs> JP stands for jumping professional. <laughs> okay, please, let, let's just come to, to God's word for it. It's an introduction to the introduction. All right. I have, just want to say thank you to Gary. Uh, Louise, Gary is not here. And I, I said, where are you? He said, I'm with my son. Um, and he's swimming. And I said, wow. Hey? That's what it's all about. Equipping people, training people, still taking the responsibility, but prioritizing your family. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Louise. Thank you, the eldership, for this awesome privilege. The worship and God's presence became so sweet that I thought it's, it's a fearful, honorable thing to come up here and to then step into, into God's presence. And also in His presence is fullness of joy. And I heard that the youth are staying behind, so this better be funny. <laughs> to keep their, keep their attention. So, I'm going to talk about rest this morning, and I think it's taken my whole life to get to the point to actually talk about this. And, uh, you know, when it takes quite a lot of years to prepare a message, and uh, we're in this beautiful series in Hebrews, and Hebrews points so solidly towards Jesus, and I love that. So, I don't have slides. That's the one slide, the only slide uh, <laughs> that's going to be up there. And as long as you just see the word rest and you go home with the word rest inside of your mind, I am happy. But I'm going to be speaking from Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 1 to verse 16. So you can just listen if you want to, because faith comes by hearing. Or you can open your phone and follow with me. I'll mention when I move over to the next scripture. But you're not allowed to update your Facebook profile, okay? Because I have heard, I have heard, okay, that Facebook and YouTube... And Twitter, okay, we're going to become one company. And after long deliberation, the name of the company will be You Twit Face, okay? <laughs> I'm watching you. Okay, Hebrews, are you ready? We're ready for God's word. And uh, towards the end of this meeting, I am believing, trusting, praying for a beautiful Jesus encounter. So we're probably going to have three quarters of time preaching, and then a quarter of the time helping by the Holy Spirit for you to de-stress. And I was standing here, and I just heard Jesus saying, I'm here, and watch what I'm going to do. I actually had a picture during worship. I don't know if there was somebody in a wheelchair, but I, I saw the wheelchair empty and the person walking. Shouldn't that be part of our Sunday morning services? 
Who said yes? Thank you. Charmaine. <laughs> you can just look at Charmaine and start laughing. Okay. Hebrews chapter... That was, that was planned. JP Marcel, we, pra we, we practiced it the whole week. I said, JP, when I talk about Charmaine, something... I, I want thunder, lightning. How did I come out with Charmaine? All right. I'm trying to preach it. Okay, Hebrews chapter 4. All right, here we go. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Here we go. Therefore, since a promise remain of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. So, Rich, we have to have to get to the point of being fearful that you and Mussolini will not enter into rest. That is so important that we will be scared that you too will not enter into your rest. That does not mean retirement. That means refinement, okay? If you want to enter into rest in our house, you have to deal with our cat, okay? Our cat is a CIA agent. All right, this is how it works. In the morning, my daughter wakes up first. She leaves before 6 to get to the hospitals, and the cat starts moaning. The cat's name is Mona. All right, she moans until she gets that food, and if you don't go quick enough, she's going to zap you. So, so Jesse feeds her at 10 to 6, and then she leaves, okay? Natalie comes down the, down the stairs, and the cat stands and says, I'm an underprivileged child. <laughs> currently underprivileged, not previously, currently underprivileged, okay? So Natalie feeds her, all right? Then I come down the stairs, the cat looks at me and say to me, it's your responsibility to feed me. And then I feed the cat. So the cat gets three meals, all right, before the day even started. So if you want to enter, in, if you're coming to our house, if you stay over, and you want to enter into rest, you need to consider dealing with the cat, all right? But this promise, there's a promise that remains that we can enter into rest. That means there's a possibility for you and me to de-stress. Okay, just hold on. Oh, that's a great point. Um, that's a great point, William. Where did you get that from? That must be from the Holy Spirit. Why didn't I think of that? Okay, let me just say that again. It's possible... It, Mark? It's possible for you to de Stress. That is, a, that, that, that is a good point. So, you can all go home now. If you could just remember this one thing that I've said. It's possible for you to de-stress. Thank you very much, Rich. I don't... Um, just, remember, just remember that... Be in trouble. Okay. Fearing, fearing lest any of you seem to come short of it means that it's it's so important. And the the writer of Hebrews, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, wants to stress he does not want you to miss this. This is so important that it even makes him scared to think that you could miss the opportunity to de-stress. 
This is my life story. My dad was incredibly performance-orientated. My whole life, all about his performance. Then I go to the military, super performance-orientated. Then I join a ministry, my wife and myself, we are there for 22 years. The key element of that ministry is to perform. So my identity and performance started to become one with no idea that that has happened. And a few years ago, the Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, this room that you're studying and living in and operating from, this performance room, you've come to know quite well. But there is another room. <laughs> and it sits here. But you know very little about, but I would love to show you, and it's full of the Father's love, and it's called the presence room. Moses outperformed Pharaoh. He outperformed Pharaoh, right? But it did not satisfy his soul. Because in the desert, he starts crying out, Who is this God that I'm serving? Father, God, show me your glory. I've seen Red Sea split. I've seen this whole empire fall down. But I'm not satisfied in my soul because... Everybody say, Moses, you know, you're the man, Moses. Just before they crossed the Red Sea, they all wanted to kill him, all right? He lifts up his staff, the Red Sea opened, everybody says, vote for Moses. The poles shift, just like that. Verse 2, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who have heard it. So in other words, the word that you hear, when you mix it with faith, it becomes life transformational. So it's actually possible for you and me to intellectually hear the word and not be transformed and not mix it with faith. Faith comes by hearing. Even saying that's very interesting, but not believing. Every little piece of food and every plate of food in our house has to be mixed with tomato sauce. Okay, so I don't know what it is. I don't know what I've done or what I've not done that the, the, the living God would give me a master chef in my own house. Okay, the way this woman cooks is... I mean, when I go to places, they say, is Natalie here? Or did Natalie bring something? I mean, I'm, I'm just getting it. You know, when Natalie made the announcement, people say, yo, Natalie did such an amazing work with announcements. I practiced so much to do those announcements. Nobody said nothing. So, so it, yeah, now, nah, who said that? Thanks, Lee. One, after I had to drag, but okay. All right, so now, this is... You see, performance, I'm crazy. Okay, anyway, let's say. So everything that Nancy cooks must be mixed with tomato sauce, all right? Now, she says, I'm destroying the food, yep. all right? I say, I enrich the flavor. <laughs> so, Rich, do you and Mozzellini have tomato sauce issues? In, okay. Coffee, 
has to be mixed with hot water and cream to become a sea dog, all right? Coffee has to be mixed with something. You don't just eat the, the grains like that. You have to mix it with water that is a specific heat, but then the flavor comes out. The word believe, when we believe the word, it brings pleasure to the Father. Faith brings pleasure to the Father. It brings pleasure. So you could, you could basically be sitting here and not be here. You could be sitting here, but you're actually dating your, your girlfriend. I mean, in your mind. You're, you are pl- or you're actually you're on a drive-thru. I mean, you are, as you speak, it's just a uh, supersize. You, know, you are seeing me, okay, but you are in a drive-thru. So you are intellectually here. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to bring all of you here, emotionally, uh, spiritually, just Come here because there's something here as you hear the word and you mix it with faith, it becomes something beautiful and it honors, it honors the Father. When you get to Bruce's house, he greets you in this way. He says, do you want coffee, tea, or me? <laughs> so now I'm thinking, oh my word, now, okay, I'm trying to, for the last three weeks, I'm trying to understand but what he's really saying is that you're welcome in my house. And we have been going to, to that life group and being thoroughly blessed. And I want to say to any of you, are you, if you are new here and you've been here for a while, the very best thing you can do is join a life group. I mean, this is, that's where you grow, right? And if you don't know, Mark, just put up your hand. He's going to help. We, we, we're in a process. Just And Bruce heads up the life groups. Come and talk to Bruce. Come and talk to, to Mark. That's the very best thing you can do. Verse 3. For we who have believed do enter that rest. For he has said, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Everything from creation to the finished work of Jesus on the cross is already completed by God. He's done his part. It's like a new house. And the contractor calls you and he says, the house is finished, you can now move in. You don't move in before that house is finished. And you move into that house primarily to go and rest. It's like God has prepared something. It's for us to dig into this benefit that was already provided for us. A missionary, Hudson Taylor, one of the first, if it was not the first missionary to China, labored there with tremendous success and burnt out. Came back to the UK, and the doctor said, you must never go back there. You will die if you go back there. He was so burnt out. It was one night after a service at a Presbyterian service church. He walked on the beach and he was crying out for the souls of the people in China. His heart was so burdened for these people. And he asked God this. He said, he calculated the regions. And he said, Lord, give me two missionaries for every region and I'll go back. And God did that. And he 
built a team, and he took the whole team back and went back to China. And it was the founding, he founded the China Inland Mission, and they planted mission stations all over China. And China is one of the fastest growing underground church movement as we speak today. When I was reading his book, I saw something. His team said there was a time in Hudson Taylor's life that he started abiding more. He was working, 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 burning out, getting sick, pushing, pushing. Even his prayer life was full of, God, I'm praying for the souls in China. He was just pressing in. And at time in his life, something happened and he shifted and he started abiding in God's presence more. They said he became easier to work with. They said he became more friendly. He became more relaxed. But they also said this, which is beautifully outlined in John chapter 15. You will bear much fruit and your fruit will remain. His fruit became more as he abided. He moved from performance to presence. Verse 4. For he had spoken of a certain place of a seventh day in this way. God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again... In this place, he shall not enter my rest. There's this play all the time. Some are going to enter it. Some are not going to enter it. Some are going to enter it. Some are not going to enter it. And I pray that all of us enter into his rest. When God finished creating the heavens and the earth, he stopped. And he paused. And he looked back. And he said, this is amazing. He said, this is good. This is very good. So when I started burning out a few years ago and my energy level started dropping, I saw a life coach and he introduced me to a concept that literally saved my life and that's called replenishing activities. He said, what do you love doing? He said, I love walking next to streams of water. He said, when do you do that? I've stopped doing that. So now on Friday, Thursday nights, my phone is switched off, as some of you have discovered. It only goes back on Saturday morning. And people say, I couldn't get hold of you. I said, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to call you because we had these emergencies. I said, that's good, you know. You're learning to deal with the emergencies. And I go to Robin Park, and I walked, and I just stop. And I pause, and I look back over the week, and I look back over my life, and I say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life. It's a moment where you pause. You look back. If you would pause right now, you and you and you and me, especially you, Buffadile. Buffadile is not Buffadile, it's Buffadile. That man is so full of wisdom, especially you, Buffadile. If you would stop for a moment right now, and look back. and Just think of one thing that God has done that is good. It will refresh your soul. And at the end of the service, we're going to pause for a moment. We're going to stop for a moment and just be in God's presence. And give you a moment to de-stress and look back and think of the good things. Because he who has begun the good work in you, he'll be faithful to complete it. He's very involved with you. But when you stop and pause and say, let me just think a little bit. Take my mind off the issues and the things that are stressing me, which is the devil's gospel, by the way. 
And just think about the good things that Jesus is doing in your life. You start de-stressing. So, PPE is for personal protection equipment, something like that, right? No, it's not. It's Gary's favorite word. It's Project Planet Earth. When Gary says Project Planet Earth, I said he's going to write a book, Project Planet. When he says Project Planet Earth, I thought that is an amazing concept. Project Planet Earth. Isn't it interesting that the very first thing after God created, six day, he created man on Project Planet Earth. This is a project. It's a planet. And it is Earth. And the seventh day is rest. So he made them and he said, and they're saying, so uh, Rich and myself says, let's get going. Okay, so, so Dale and myself were in Tabo Mbeki, and um, we were walking there, and Dale is saying, let's pray about if we should be involved here. And I go, oh my word, Dale, I, I don't know what, what are you talking about? I don't know about that language. Because to me, you fire and then you aim. I mean... But just do it, you know. So can you imagine, like, you just want to do it, but the first thing you've got to do is rest. <laughs> Getting God's direction and insight for the day or the week before the week unfolds. And Alexander spoke about the Hebraic understanding that the day starts at sunset. That's incredible, isn't it? Verse 6 says, Since therefore it remains that some, of, that some must enter it, and those whom has first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying to David, Today, after such a long time, it has been said, Today, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. What would happen if you would follow the good shepherd's voice? What would happen? Could you just ask the person next to you, what would happen if you would follow the shepherd's voice? What would happen? What would happen if you would follow the good shepherd's voice? Karen, what did she say? Nail polish. Uh, what would happen? David gave, gave a suggestion in Psalm 23. He said, it'll take you to green pastures and still waters. He said, a sheep is very stupid. A sheep can't see where's green. It's not tall enough. The shepherd's taller. The shepherd looks. He says, there's the green pasture. I mean, a stupid shepherd will take the sheep into a desert, right? But... A clever shepherd will say, there's the green pastures, there's the still waters, follow me. So one of the sheep decides, I don't want to follow you, you know. All of you join the union with me, we stay behind. We want more pain. Okay, so we stay, you go, we are going slow. We are going slow today. All right, well, that's fine. But I'm, the ones who want, we're going green pastures, we're going still waters. What will happen if you follow the good shepherd's voice? He'll take you, green pastures, Still waters. My friend Frank, we do many mission trips together. He said to me, he went up to Northcliffe Hill. And he's got his whole list of all the trips this year. And he's praying through them. 
Brother, we pray for Botswana, and we, pray, and we pray for this, and we pray for the finances and everything. And in the middle of that, he hears the father's voice. He told me this three weeks ago. He's heard the father say, Frank, have you seen my jacaranda trees? So he's going, um, we're in a meeting. I'm at point six. I've got to get to point 64. And he carries on praying. And then he hears the father say, Frank, have you seen my jacaranda trees? He tells me, the father starts, keeps speaking to him about these jacaranda trees. And he started realizing he's burnt out. He's lost his first connection with Jesus. And it started putting him on a trajectory to say, the father just wants to sit with him. If you would actually go to the beach, sit on a rock, look at the waves, and Jesus would come sit next to you, do you know that it would be perfectly fine? Rich, could you please pay attention? Because... <laughs> you, you know, he would rather be at the fishing waters dreaming about being in church than being in church dreaming about the fishing water. So... If you would sit next to Jesus and he would say nothing to you to do, it would actually be okay. The two of you would just imagine that. The two of you would just sit and he wouldn't just tell you, he would just want to be with you. And that boggles my mind. It really boggles. Verse 8, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not have afterward have spoken of another day. There therefore remains a rest for the people of God. The writer keeps saying, there is an opportunity. He keeps iterating. There is an opportunity. She keeps assuring you there is an, a rest for you. Do you know that there was a day when Joshua was busy fighting and the sun was starting to go down and the objective of his battle was to bring rest to the nation of Israel from the enemies. And he started seeing the sun going down and he called on God. He said, let the sun stand still. No, the sun is already standing still, right? But from his point of view, he said, let the sun stand still. Do you know that this account that I'm just talking to you now is mentioned in Scripture, but it's not only mentioned in Scripture. It's mentioned in Egyptian writings, Chinese writings, Inca writings, Aztec writings, Babylonian writings, Persian writings. They all mention an extended day. Historians have said, what, what happened here? Do you know what happened here? The father heard his son and stopped everything and said, what did you say? You, you need help. Okay, what do you need help with? I need to finish this battle. Planets, stop. I'm reading a book. I dare to call him father. This is Muslim woman that started having, what, dude? This book, this book. This, I dare to call him father. This woman starts having visions, and she said, I don't know how to call God father. How can he be father? And the Holy Spirit showed her when she would run into, as a little girl, she would run into her father's office, and he would stop everything. And he said, yes, my girl. And the Holy Spirit said to him, if you would run into the father's presence, you'll stop everything and say, yes, what would you like? Can I help you? The father's love. Dude, verse 10, he who has entered rest has also himself ceased from his work as God did from his. 
Rest comes when we turn our hearts to receive the Father's love. Look at Mary. Look at Martha. Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said she's chosen the good part, and it will not be taken away from her. Verse 11, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. We are urged, each one of us, I don't know how to state this more urgently, we are urged to deliberately, to be deliberate in prioritizing a pursuit of God's presence as our highest priority to pursue the presence of the living God because it's actually His highest priority. He's pursuing us more than what we are actually pursuing Him. So when we start pursuing Him, we start realizing, oh my word, He's doing the same thing. We meet each other in the middle. So from this passage, there are four keys. that The writer of Hebrews gives four keys to enter into rest. One is, hear His voice. So I started changing my prayer time. I've, my prayer time used to be, Father, I pray about this, and I need this, and I need this, and I'm asking for this, and I'm praying. I've got this long list of people that I'm praying to get saved, and areas to be, get saved, and nations to get saved, and I'm praying for this, and I'm praying for this. And I started changing, and I said, let's just pause for a moment. Father, do you have anything to say? Because I'm talking a lot. I talk a lot, no? But have you got something to say? And I've learned now to actually plan that out, that, 30 minutes of my prayer walk, I said, Father, what are you saying? And then I stop. Oh, my word. And then he starts speaking. Number one, hear his voice. Number two, do not harden your heart. So it's possible for our hearts to become hard, as mine became. Number three, believe that it's him speaking to you. And number four, obey. Obey what? Step into his presence. That's what he's asking. Come to me. Come to me. Uh, Natalie and myself, we were looking after my friend's house. He, he stays in this beautiful house in the Zalza estate in Stellenbosch, and there was this Aston Martin and Ferrari and Jeep, and um, when you get close to the Ferrari, it knows it's not the owner, so it starts going, ee, ee. So I tried it. So I phoned him. I said, can I drive your Jeep a bit? He said, sure. We've been friends from school time. I got in his Jeep. I took the, the, the roof off, and I drove up, to the, up onto the hill, up to the mountain, and I said to God, the only reason why I'm coming here is to spend time with you. I'm not going to ask for something. I'm not going to pray through the plan for the year. I just want to spend. And you know, I felt something rubbed off. I came down from that mountain. It felt like something, I don't know how to explain it, like something rubbed off on me. And just pursuing these moments of just spending time with God, and uh, there's a lady here at the back. She asked me to see her son. And we were at Broadacres Mug and Bean. And uh, I'm busy talking to this young man. And I didn't say to him, can we pray? I didn't mention the name of Jesus. I didn't share a scripture. And the next moment, this tough boy with dreadlocks and starts weeping. He's crying. He says, Mom, I don't know why I'm crying, man, especially in public. I am supposed to, and he's weeping, he's crying. And she called me afterwards, he said, something shifted in his life, something moved in his life. And I'm going home, I said, we never prayed, we never did the normal ministry stuff. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I was there with you, and something that was there rubbed off on him, and his heart was open, and he was touched. And I thought, oh my God, what is going on? 
Verse 12 says, the word of God is living and it's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, and the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of man's heart. You know what I started realizing? My heart intent is performance. My heart intent is to deliver. And God is starting to shift that towards my intent is to pursue Him, His glory, and who He is. And His intent is to pursue me. And rest came into my soul. Verse 13 says, There's no creator hidden from His sight, but all things are naked and open before His eyes. To Him we must all give an account. Seeing then that we have this great high priest, this great high priest, he's here, he's here this morning, this great high priest that passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Jesus said these amazing words. He said, you are my friends if you do the things that I command you. He's actually talking about two seasons. Right through scripture, I never saw this, but I'm seeing it now. Right through the book of John, the first part is all about obedience. Follow me. Do this. Do this. Do this. And the latter part is about friendship. There's a shift that takes place. Look at the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah didn't have a very exciting ministry. He actually decided not to print business cards, Richard. He wanted to join kingdom business, but, you know, he just go there, tell the king that. When the king hears what you say, the king throws him in a pit. Then he's in the pit for a while. I mean, his ministry was like, I mean, TBM wasn't really interested in doing a documentary on I mean, if you say, how is your ministry going? Well, there's nobody in the church, and, you know, nobody wants to fill me and everything. So we didn't print business cards, okay? In the beginning of the book of Jeremiah, it's all about obedience. God speaks to him, and he obeys. Huh. There's a verse right at the end of the book of Jeremiah that says, go where it seems convenient for you to go. You are my friends if you do the things that I command you. It's seasons. It's seasons. There's a season when you start following Jesus and you obey him. And then you understand that he wants to be your friend. Verse 15. We do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Dale, if you and Jordan don't mind just getting ready. But in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. A high priest that can sympathize. He has, Jesus has, a considerate heart towards you and towards me. So can I ask you a question? Mark, can I ask you a question? Okay, thank you very much. Um, Derek, can I ask you a question? You don't mind. Sean? Sean, can you just stand up, please? Just come stand here. Yeah? I want you to look at Sean's dress code. I actually only come to church to see what he's going to wear next. <laughs> Give him a hand. I mean, he's, he's settled in his identity, right? Sean, can I ask you a question? If it was just for you. It's actually not my question. It's Jesus' question. I'm just going to use these words. Are you ready? Are you ready? It's from 
It's from Matthew 11. He says, are you tired? Worn out? This is Jesus speaking, hey? He's here. He told me he's here. And I believe him, he's here. And I honor his presence here. Are you burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. Natalie and myself are planning an anniversary holiday without the kids for the first time in how many years? Let's get away without the kids. He says, come away. Come away with me. You will recover your life. You want to recover your life? Your dreams? That what God spoke to you a long time ago, His presence? He says this, when He takes you away, what is He going to do? I'll show you how to take real rest. Can you breathe in and breathe out? Can you breathe in and breathe out? You know what? It's going to be okay. It's Jesus speaking. He says, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. I love that. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Then he makes a promise. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. If you want to live freely and lightly, I want you with all my heart. Verse 16, let us therefore come boldly into his throne of grace. All of this is summarized in a throne of grace, full of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find help in a time of need. If any of you have seen the movie, I can only imagine. Natalie and myself watched it. I cried right through that movie. Because my dad and that dad, I can only imagine what it would be like just to be with you. It's possible for you to de-stress. So we just close our eyes for a moment. I want to ask you this. Jesus is in this room right now. When your eyes are closed, can you see the room? See the building? See the walls? See the pulpit? 
see the worship team, see JP at the back there, the cameras. Where is Jesus? Is he standing by the door? Is he standing at the back? Is he standing on the side? Can you see him? What does he look like? What is he saying? What is he doing? 